This is the Youth Worker Collective podcast from Young People's Ministries. You don't have to be in ministry alone with resources, coaching, games, and more at umcyoungpeople.com. All right. Well, gee, our Youth Worker Recharge is being live streamed. And it's good to be hanging out with you again. We're live on Facebook. We are. And I'm I'm having a moment this morning because... um, like I'm really due for a haircut, um, <laughs> like pretty bad for me. And so I tried uh-huh. to put like some product in this morning. Oh, good. Yeah. And there's, there's an older movie. So like, if you haven't been around for long enough, you may not have seen Goodwill. Something Hunting. about Mary. No, 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 not that one. Oh, um, okay. But Goodwill Hunting was like the oh, movie that made Ben Affleck movie. and Matt Damon into Ben Affleck and Matt Damon. Right. There's this scene where Ben Affleck is like trying to get out of his really like blue collar work. And so uh-huh. he goes to a job interview and he puts way too much junk in his hair. <laughs> and it's how I feel this morning. Anyway. <laughs> um, yeah. So anyway, that's where I'm at. I, I hope you're in a better place than me and my bad hair day. Well, I tell you, I, I hate Zoom because the like watching myself in every meeting that I'm in is the worst <laughs> because I'm constantly like, Oh, uh, let's see. Mm, that's a little bit. Mm, I, don't, I mean, does this look good? Right. And like, yeah, it's the uh, worst. For, for any youth workers out there that have not been to seminary and have not had to go through preaching courses, like was that part of your thing too, right? Where yeah. you have to give a talk or give a sermon and then it's videoed and then right. you have to watch it back. Yeah. Not only are you critiquing yourself, but your teacher is critiquing you yes. and everybody else in your class is like, wow, you really say, um, a lot, or, oh my gosh, you have lobster hands when you talk all the time. <laughs> or, you know, I mean, it's just, it's yep. really hard to get some of that feedback sometimes. Uh-huh. Uh, anyway, today's recharge, we are talking about <laughs> uh, administration and youth ministry again. Woohoo! Uh, we're, we're coming to the end of that crash course um, and kind of the topics that we wanted to hit related to administration. Uh, if you listen the last two weeks, or if you're listening to the uh, recorded podcast version of this, uh, we're really just kind of taking some of the highlights out of the crash courses so that we can give you some real practical tips and uh, maybe invite you into reading those resources because they truly only are going to take you like an hour to an hour and a half to get through. Um, right. But our, our topic today for administration really is about leadership development as a part of your administration. Right. And you can get it at umcyoungpeople.org slash lead slash crash dash courses dash in dash youth dash ministry. That's way easier than the bit.ly link I was going to give, but I may as well go ahead and put that in the comments. (laughs) Um, But when we talk about leadership development, sometimes people, I I, I don't want to paint too broad of a brush here, but to say leadership development is often one of the things that youth ministers think of last And in part, that's because sometimes they feel as though they are hired to be the youth minister and to be the leader. And so by forgetting to train others to be leaders as well, it actually puts way more stress and pressure on the youth leader themselves when they don't have a good team to be able to kind of share some of the weight. Yeah. And the other thing is, I think when you begin to sort of focus on leadership, um, and and sort of surrounding yourself with leaders, our initial response is to generally define that 
leadership role as narrowly as we define our role, which is the leaders that are going to be teaching the students in our youth ministry. Um, but there's a whole level of church leadership that exists beyond that, that I think is important for people to consider. So uh, in the United Methodist Church, there's usually something called the SPR or the staff parish relationship, a church council or an administrative board um, that are huge, important decision makers in your church. Mm -hmm. And um and I can tell you, this is something that I ignored to my peril for a long time. Uh, generally, at some point in the year, there's a committee that meets that nominates people for those roles. Usually it's called the nominations committee. And somewhere around that time, in every church that I've ever served at, the pastor or somebody like that would send an email out saying, hey, Nominations committee is going to meet. Do you have anybody that you'd like to uh, recommend for a position? And I immediately deleted that email. That was something that I did not have to think about and do. Also, at that point in my life, I thought church committee meetings were a form of torture, and I wouldn't want to inflict that on people that I care about. And, <laughs> um, and so I, I ignored it. Uh, and then I, I was at a, I was at a, one of those like leadership conferences that make me want to sort of gouge my eyes out. Um, Getting the sense you don't like meetings. Is that yeah. And, and, and leadership conferences in particular, <laughs> because it's the worst kind of conference. But at some point I was sort of, um, roused from my slumber in the middle of this multi-day leadership babble. And the person on stage was talking about uh, one of the most important tasks is um, the selecting of your committee leaders mm -hmm. and how that can drastically change how you experience life as a pastor or a youth pastor or whatever. And he told these stories of, you know, getting people that, that sounded like stories from my life, right? The SPR or the administrative board uh, making decisions about youth ministry without anybody there having a teenager or knowing anything about youth ministry. Yep. And I was like, uh, this is, this is true. And so what I generally did was I tried to rotate through my like biggest fan, biggest involved volunteers. Mm -hmm. And I, and I would say, Hey, I really want you to, I'm going to recommend you for this, but here I, I want you to understand why, like, Yep. These people make big decisions about the youth ministry. And I need people in that room that know what's happening, that like teenagers and that have sort of the best interest of our youth ministry in the, the forefront of their mind. And, uh, and it made a huge difference, Chris. Yeah. The, the language that, that I like to use and, and that was really successful for me um, kind of fell into two big buckets. One of them was the language of an advocate, you know, somebody that, that is going to be in those church making committee bodies that can advocate for you, right? Can yes. lift up the needs of the youth ministry so that you, the youth leader, 
are not ever the only voice that's like crying out in the wilderness for the youth ministry needs this, the youth need that, the youth need these things. Develop relationships as a part of your administrative hours, right? Uh So that you can put these advocates uh, onto those leadership committees within your church. The other language, like if advocate seems too lawyery, is just like figuring out a champion, right? Like who can help champion the causes of your youth ministry with those big decision-making boards and those big decision-making groups at your church. Mm-hmm. Um, if that's a volunteer, it's awesome. If that's a parent, that's awesome too. Um, especially if they're a fan of what you do um, and you spend some time helping them, just like you said, start with that why of this is why I need you in that room. Yes. And these are the sorts of decisions that you're going to get to be a part of. I want to add one more thing to that before we move on. And and that is um, there's this very nice sounding book called the book of discipline for the United Mm. Methodist church that lays out honestly, like a ton of structural suggestions and guidelines for how churches run their own administration. And there's Mm -hmm. language in the book of discipline that also talks about the importance of youth and young adults being represented on those church committees, right? If it's an administrative council, Uh, It might not be staff parish, but if there's an ad council or a church council, or if your church has like the one board model working, there absolutely should be a spot for a youth and for a young adult. And part of your administrative duties then are to equip and prepare that youth and that young adult so they've got a meaningful spot at that table, right? They're not just token representation. So we have a young person on this group, but Mm -hmm. you're preparing that young person and you're preparing that group to be able to recognize that young person as like a full member of that committee or a full member of that body. Yeah. Um, That kind of transitions us into like talking about youth leadership. Mm -hmm. Uh, I I would imagine that much like me in your church time, uh, Mm -hmm. you have had some great youth leadership teams and then some of the ones that have been tough, but you've probably always had them. Yes, absolutely. Uh, I think that's one of the things that um, I had, uh, I was at a church that had a a huge ministry that was not the youth ministry. And, um, and I remember asking the pastor that was in charge of that ministry. Um, I was like, why is this so big? Like, what is, what is going on? And she said, well, everybody in there is a leader. And I was like, I rolled my eyes internally, uh, <laughs> because it was the pastor's wife, <laughs> but I, I, I rolled my eyes internally and she said, no, no. She's like, I, I ask everybody to lead something and I'm constantly inviting people to do something. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's a lot of them are very small tasks, but she said that the higher number of people leading the higher number of people will be there and will invite their friends and, and all of that. And I was like, oh, wow. Cause I had like this one youth, small youth leadership committee. And out of that, I was like, you know what? Let's develop more. Let's mm-hmm. split, let's make each of these kids on the youth leadership group the head of their own committee. Sure. Right. Yeah. And, and guess what? It worked. We got a lot more kids involved um, because we started just making them leaders. And, uh, and it turned out, it turned out great. We had a a huge season of growth when we, as we moved into that, um, both numerically, but also in, you know, 
and students just personally, right? Yeah. Um, as they were being equipped to, to lead. There's a couple of resources that come from the Fuller Youth Institute. Yeah. And um, they are titled Growing Young and Growing With. And yes. Yes, there you go. Right here. Um, and the language that they use in there in a section where they're talking about throughout their research, things that they discovered really helped a church do well with young people. Um, one mm-hmm. of kind of the six specific keys uh, was uh, doing something called helping young people become load-bearing members, right? It almost mm-hmm. like being willing to hand over the keys to some ministry leadership, because then it generates a whole lot more buy-in, right? Um, and I think you and I have had similar experiences where right. if we know the reason that we're showing up is just so that we can be counted, um, it's not very exciting for us, yeah. right? Um, if right. we know that there's a reason beyond, uh, I need one more butt in this seat, uh, or I need one more person at this meeting, um, if I'm equipped or tasked with something, it sounds yeah. almost counterintuitive with young people, right? Because you don't want to like add to their busyness, but to be able to say, no, listen, like we see you and we respect you and we think you're going to bring some good ideas. And here's like some ways I think I could see you putting your spiritual gifts into practice. So would you help me lead this? And all of a yeah. sudden you're exactly right. Being able to kind of spread that leadership stuff is awesome. Um, one of the other pieces in the United Methodist Church, anyway, uh, that you can do, and depending on your denomination, there's probably similar structures out there. Um, but leadership development does not stop at the local church. There mm-hmm. really is this like connectional system that's out there if you're part of a denomination. Uh, in the United Methodist Church, like the language we would use is it goes from local churches to districts uh, to conferences and then past conferences. It goes to jurisdictions and general agencies. And so there's many different levels where leadership development can happen. And so if you've got somebody who is a young person at your church um, that seems particularly passionate or wants to be able to connect in a larger way and put their faith into action at your local church and in some other places as well, There are conference level um, leadership development resources and conference councils on youth ministry. Often there's district youth ministries as well that you can plug young people in. And honestly, by doing that, it it does make your local church youth ministry that much stronger Mm. because you've got a leader that's getting leadership experiences in a wide variety of ways. Right. Yeah. And, And I think it's important for us to recognize that Yes, the the youth leadership is really important, but we also can't forget that, that we that we have to have adults there too. Yeah, um, and uh, we don't have to talk a lot about them today because that's one of our crash courses. Actually, two of our crash well, courses. Volunteers <laughs> are that important. They are that important, and so both recruiting new volunteers as a whole crash course on that, and then keeping uh, keeping and equipping, encouraging volunteers. There's a there's one on that. So go, go to that, uh, crash courses link and you can get a lot of information about that. And we've got a bunch, we've done a bunch of podcasts on that as well. So if you're more of a podcaster, uh, than an ebook, or you can just scroll back up in our podcast list and listen to several of those podcasts. Last little bit for today has to do with, um, turning that mirror back on ourselves, Mm -hmm. um, which we already almost referenced a little bit with the Zoom stuff that we don't often like doing. Um, And there's a reason that we don't like doing that because we might see something that we're like, oh, dang, I do that and I wish I didn't. Um, But of course, for youth leaders and for youth ministers, there is a ton of professional development stuff that's out there. 
it is worth trying to find some time in your administrative hours as part of your youth ministry position to do some professional development. So yeah. look at some theological education, look at some courses that will help you be more effective as a mentor, as a coach, as a youth leader, um, and plug into those. And hopefully your church is supportive of you being able to spend some of your staff time doing professional development. Um, mm-hmm. Something that's a whole lot less formal than that is looking for people that you trust within your ministry and honoring them by yeah. asking them for feedback, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and and it's, it sounds, again, a little bit counterintuitive, but if you've got a volunteer that you really trust, right, that, that you know that they're plugged in, you know that they understand who you are and what you're trying to do, um, invite them out for some coffee or some lunch or send them an email and say, hey, I'm trying to do some personal reflection and some personal growth. And I would love to hear three things that you think I do really well and three things that you think I could work on a little bit to help our youth ministry be stronger. Would you be willing to give me some of that feedback? Because I really trust you. Um, And really that deepens the relationship with that person that you're inviting in. Um, It also does require a little bit of vulnerability, like on your part, right? You have to be able to be open to receiving feedback um, Mm -hmm. and not just the good feedback, which I will confess sometimes is a little tough for me. Uh, I I suppose as the years have gone on, my skin has gotten a little bit thicker and I've realized (laughs) that not everything is personal. Um, And honestly, that was a tendency for me as a younger youth minister. And and if you're in that same boat, um, I I would just encourage you to be able to be open to feedback because in general, the people at your church want you to succeed and they want the families and the youth in your church to have meaningful experiences. So, And I I encourage you to do exactly what Chris said in the way he said it, Uh, because one of the mistakes that I made at one point was doing an anonymous feedback uh, Ooh, that email go? survey. It was soul crushing <laughs> uh, because people, people for whatever reason can just be really mean when they don't have to watch it hurt you. Yep. Right. I mean, we've and, done cyberbullying talks too. That dynamic is, yeah. even when it's not intentionally bullying, it's like, yeah. you know, honesty without compassion is really just cruel. Right. And to be honest, I don't, I don't really care to receive critical feedback from somebody who does not want to help me, mm-hmm. right? If they're willing to sit down with me over coffee and have a conversation, I, that's great. Let's have, a, let's have a conversation. If they're just going to want to take pot shots from the sidelines and say things in really hurtful ways, not interested, not helpful to me not helpful to the ministry, not helpful to them. And so I think that's really that's really good advice is specifically like the method by which you go about that can be um, really important. And the other thing is um, if you are at a church that gives you some resources for, um, for continuing education, some monetary resources, there are people, there are people that are coaches, youth ministry coaches that coach people individually or as a group. And, um, and those sort of cohort coaching or individual coaching things are so powerful. I know that a friend of ours, uh, Eddie, he's doing several of them with the Methodist Youth Ministry Alliance, yep. uh, which is like MIMA, uh, M-Y-M-A. And, um, and, and I, that's just one that I, I know about off the top of my head. Another friend of ours, Marco Stryker, does them with the youth cartel. Um, but 
finding that coaching uh, can that personal coaching can make a huge difference. And so I almost would say, try to try to swap off when you do conferences, when yeah. you do coaching, right? Yeah, I, I think that's a great suggestion. And I, I want to highlight and back up what you said, because there's also a difference between those sort of coaching and cohort models, mm-hmm. and then just like fellowship and support groups, yeah. because youth right. ministry can feel lonely. And so you do need to be able to have those support groups as well. Mm-hmm. But uh, I mean, truly, if you're talking about Eddie's stuff through the Methodist Youth Ministry Alliance, Marco's stuff through... Mm-hmm. Um, through his organizations, um, coaching is its own thing and, and yeah. it's a specialty and it can really help shine a light on things that you may not be aware of and give you some uh, goals to start to grow towards, right? Um, mm-hmm. it, it's important. I, I guess the closing thought for me is it, it's just so important not to be static in your ministry. Um, and really administration helps you do that. When you're looking at personal growth, when you're looking at developing other leaders, um, yeah. It helps to embrace and sort of guide the direction that the change is going to take because mm-hmm. to just continue to do things the same way year after year after year after year, it's ineffective and it's not dynamic. And the kingdom of God is dynamic, right? It's mm-hmm. growing and it's changing and it asks new things of us all the time. So giving yourself some administrative time and, and some development time to kind of grow and change is a really, really healthy thing. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, thanks for hanging out with us, everybody. Um, We can kind of continue to plow through the crash courses on youth ministry. This was our last one for administration, and we're going to tackle a whole nother crash course for our next set of talks. So that's right. If you're going to watch us on Facebook Live, we'll be back with you next Thursday. And if you listen to the podcasts, of course, you can binge us. That's totally fine. You can just, you know, right on afternoon. Give us five or six stars ratings wherever you listen to us. Yeah. If we're talking about receiving feedback, that's exactly right. what we know. <laughs> that's only, that's all we want. That's all we want. Yeah. <laughs> well, Jeremy, thanks for hanging out again. I really hope you have an amazing day. And yes. for all the youth leaders leading stuff for their churches this upcoming weekend, prayers in your preparations for Sunday. 